0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. At that time when the eight days were accomplished that the child should be circumcised, he was called by the name of Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived. This is the shortest gospel which we recite during Mass at any time of the year. It will be the same gospel which we hear tomorrow, for it so happens that that feast will fall this year on January 2nd since the Sunday coming up will be taken by the Feast of the Epiphany. It is the shortest gospel and it is also the whole gospel. And it is for this reason that the church sees fit to have it repeated tomorrow for the feast of the holy name of Jesus. On this eighth day, The octave of our Lord's life on earth, our Savior has not yet said anything to us. He is an infant, coming from the Latin infans, which means speechless. This divine word, the only word which the Eternal Father spoke from all eternity, has come to us as an unspeaking babe. He is, as the poet calls him, the still unspeaking and unspoken word. But before he shall be proclaimed to the nations, on this day a word has been spoken of him. He has today received his sacred name. Saint Paul calls it the name above all names. It is nothing less than the divine name itself, the name which no Hebrew dared to utter, using instead the word Adonai, Lord. A name, however, which Christians do not hesitate to utter with profound reverence, for it is indeed the entire gospel. For the holy name of Jesus means the Lord, that is, he who is, is our Savior. This is the name which being above all other names should be held in higher veneration than any other name. And yet, those of us who come to the faith as adults know that growing up, it is not as a name held in reverence that people outside the faith first learn this name of Jesus. It is spoken everywhere, and yet often as a blasphemy and surely we cannot lay such blasphemy entirely at the door of those who are outside the fold. How could those who do not even know Christ ever learn to take his name in vain if they had not learned it from those who know very well just what that name means? This is why Saint Paul could already upgrade the first generation of Christians by telling them the name of God is blasphemed among the nations because of you. You have all done such a wonderful job over the past three years of carrying out your little mission to bring as often as you can a non-Catholic to Mass or to an oratory event. We have seen many new faces here and look forward to seeing more in this new year of grace. And today, as I have you all here, and perhaps most of you will not be here tomorrow for the Feast of the Holy Name, I would remind you of the importance of another piece of mission work. Every day this year to do whatever you can to defend the holy name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Surely this belongs very much to the little way of Saint Therese, a way by which we work out our own salvation and bring the words of salvation to others. Whenever you hear our Lord's name, whether it is spoken with reverence or not, you should bow your head, as all Catholics were once taught to do, When you hear someone take the good Lord's name in vain, you should correct him. If you judge that correction will do no good, that it will even prompt him to blaspheme all the more, you may prudently avoid provoking him. But you can always make reparation. And if possible, let others see and hear what you do. Make the sign of the cross. Softly recite the divine praises or another prayer. Long before I went to seminary, a friend of mine from out east got me in the habit of accomplishing this little apostolate in this way. Whenever someone would take the Lord's name in vain, he would add the words, have mercy on us. When asked why he said these words he would always respond, I was just completing your prayer. There is no name, no other, under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. This name alone is our entire gospel, the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ alone. Every time we utter the sacred name of our Savior, it should be a prayer for us. It is a sovereign means of keeping the spirit of prayer throughout our busy day. What is the most holy rosary if not a continual praise of the holy names of Jesus and Mary, which we repeat in our lips without ceasing as we contemplate all the mysteries of our salvation? This sweet name will be our greatest consolation at the moment of death. Long ago, I heard a story from the pulpit, which perhaps you've heard as well. There was once a certain factory worker who kept very long hours. He could rarely get to daily mass, although we are told that at some point in his life, he did make the nine first Fridays. He rarely found time during his heavy work schedule to recite any devotions. But there was a church not far from the factory. And whenever he had a moment's respite, he would go into the church, make a genuflection, and say, Jesus, it's Jimmy. He kept up this practice his whole working life, and the day finally came when grave illness set in and a priest came to the hospital to bring him the sacraments. And when the confitior had been recited and the priest held up the sacred host, all who were present seemed to hear a gentle voice say, Jimmy, it's Jesus. At the name of Jesus, may every knee bend in heaven, on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen.